Yeah, like lately, we have guests on the show. I think the last three or four weeks, and today is no exception. No, it's not. Today, we have Pastor Rob, and you probably remember him from last year. We had a wonderful time ping-ponging our comments back and forth in rhythm. We were like a regular team there, Ron. Rob. (laughs) Look, I screwed up already. (laughs) It's Rob! I guess it wasn't that great a ping-pong game, evidently. So what's up, Rob? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's been an entire year since I was here, and it was a pleasure uh, playing ping-pong with you last (laughs) year, and I look forward to another game uh, this year as well. Now, you're going into a new church, right? Uh, Yes, I stepped down from the Blue Church in uh, Williams Township, uh, Easton area, and I'm now going to uh, Calvary Chapel, Quakertown. Okay, and feel free to give their address if you know it offhand, phone number, anything where people can contact you if they if they choose. What's well, easiest to contact uh, the website um, uh, ccalvarychapelquakertown.com. All right, sounds good. Now we only we not only have one guest, but we have a bonus. You know, like when you're playing pinball years ago, and this guy's young. He won't even know what pinball is. You get a bonus, and it like flashes and lights and all kinds of things. We have a bonus. Evidently, we have Rob's son-in-law, John, with us, who's a tender 31, 32 years old. Is that all you are? 32 years as of the 17th this month. Ah, interesting. So, so, so what's it like to be young, by the way? I forget. <clears throat> Um, you young pup, you! I think I'm in that transition point. Uh, Is that good or bad? Well, I had knee surgery a few years ago, and I think I tore some other ligaments a few months ago. So Ooh, that's a, that's a <laughs> medical transition. We yeah. want nothing of that. I see you got you got tats on. You're tattooed up. Does that have to do with anything with uh, God or just past events? Or do you want to talk about that? Or, um, is, it, or is it too off limits that we shouldn't? N- uh, no, the, the ones that are covered up are, are off limits. The ones that I, <laughs> that I have on my arms, um, most of the tattoos that I have are from my secular days, but I do have a few that, you know, oriented towards Christ. How many do you have altogether? Oh, man. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Uh, too many f- to count. 15. <laughs> Rob, you're a tattoo guy, right? You, you kinda, you're you're like that too, right? Oh, yeah, but I'm all covered up, as you could see. Yeah, I know you got them. <laughs> so how is Rob as uh, uh, a father-in-law, anyway? Uh, how is Rob? I don't know nothing about Rob other than our, our conversation last time. Like, does he get into your business? Does he still protect his little girl? You know, is, is that how it is? Or Next question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's always, but she's always your little girl, Rob. Right? That's oh, just the yes. way it is. Oh yes, that'll never change. I mean, you got to trust the husband to take over. I do, and you got to back do. off and all that other stuff. There's a there's a give and take. I do. I, I I'll tell you a quick story. Is before John was saved or born again, he, he and his wife Jessica decided to go to my church, and John's comment was, "I'll go to the church, but I'm never going to be like your dad." <laughs> That's a good beginning. And what did you think when you heard that? Were you offended, Rob? I heard it after the fact. Okay, but were you offended, I wonder? Of course I was offended. <laughs> so when were you born again? Um, right before, I would say maybe December Recently. 2015. 2015? Yeah. So like five years? Uh, yeah. So how was your life different now than it is then? What kind of thoughts don't you allow in your head anymore and behaviors? Um, before I was born again, I probably, you know, the, the typical all-American kid, good at sports, good at school, um, surrounded by friends, but fast forward, fall into addiction, and um, you realize that your friends aren't as close to you as you thought they were, and... Um, a lot of the issues that I was dealing with, you know, I tried dealing with them on my own. I tried doing the, the worldly avenue. And then ultimately when, you know, I, I came to Christ, um, those addictions and urges went away. Um, a lot more peace and comfort. Even when I got saved, I think a month later I lost my job. And a week after that, we had our firstborn, which we had a 4% chance of having children. So so you were a, you were a good time, young, partying, troublemaker. 
That's what you were. Rock star, yeah. Like we all were, right? <laughs> rock stars, right. So you hit a brick wall and you said, wait a minute, something's not right here. I, I hit the wall. Um, things were getting worse and worse uh, between Jess and I. We were married at the time. Um, getting to the point of, and that's initially how we started going to, to the Blue Church, was um, she told me, you, you need to take care of, of whatever it is that you have, but I want to start going to church. And that's more the rule than the exception, hitting that wall, Rob. When you hit the the wall, I mean, if you didn't hit a wall, you'd continue partying and have a good time and and do whatever you choose. But by design, we hit that wall. Yes. uh, Many times we we read in the Bible as well that affliction brings us to Christ. You know, we hit that point in our life. We hit hit rock bottom. Uh, Jesus talks about brokenness. He says in uh, Matthew 21, 44, whoever falls on this stone will be broken. And that brokenness is important as a precursor to coming to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I was watching TV before I got here. I was looking at evangelists, some of the evangelists. I'm not sure what the definition of an evangelist is, actually. And then I realized that word is actually in the Bible. I thought, I thought it was made up. Oh, no. It's in, it's What's the in, definition? What does evangelist well, mean? Well, Rob's definition would be a person who goes out and talks about, proclaims the Word of God to turn people to Christ. Now, in the book, it says, As for you, be ready and self-possessed. Put up with hardship. Perform your work as an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Now, when Paul wrote that, mm-hmm. was he talking about church leaders or to regular, regular everyday people, or both? Well, everybody has a gift. When you come to the Lord, you're saved. We have spiritual gifts, and some have the gift of evangelism. And it's not only with our mouths, our words, but it's also with our actions as well. So we all have ministries of some kind to spread the word in small and large ways. Correct. What about people who say, oh, well, I'm quiet. I'm a reserved person myself. I don't want to get in other people's business and start lecturing them on Jesus. What about those people? Well, those people are like like my son-in-law, John, who said, I'm never going to be like your father. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Somebody changed his tune. Exactly, because John actually began teaching at the Blue Church on Wednesday evenings. He would preach the Word on Sunday mornings on occasion. So a lot of times when we tell God we can't, uh, he, he, he does through us anyway. So it's all our jobs, to a certain extent, to spread the Word of God. Does that make sense, young buck? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, we, we put all the pressure on ourselves, and the fact is, is God will ordain you and use you in His will. So, you know, you might not be the best orator, but you, you certainly can, can demonstrate and, and fulfill the will of God by how He chooses to use you. And how come we can literally talk about everything and anything in society, like sports, makeup, politics, cars, sex, clothes, illness, jobs, anything, but the very second you bring up God, it's like, what are you, a preacher or something? Why are you talking about God? Well, why is that? Because we are in a spiritual conflict. I mean, good versus evil. And we, as Christians, are the salt of the world. And what happens, salt sometimes is abrasive. Yet other times, salt causes thirst, and we never know which it will cause when we're talking to various people. I mean, I, has anyone ever told you that? What are you, a preacher? Why are you, why are you telling me these things? All the time. Yeah. It gets All on your time. nerves. Uh, to me, I'm just a guy who, at that moment, would like to talk about God and Jesus. I don't know what's so wrong about that. Uh, these people act as, as though they're going to turn into a pillar of salt or turn into leprechauns, or although... I do like leprechauns. I do like their green little suits. I got to give them that. Do you have one? Uh, not at this time, but <laughs> I plan on getting one very shortly. Hi, this is Robert, and I got to tell you, I love walking into Queen's Nutritional Products. It's so clean and orderly, and you know what? It smells so good in there. Evidently, from the roasting nuts, as they have roasting facilities on site as part of their retail and wholesale business. Queen's has such a huge variety of healthy and nutritious products on shelf after shelf, including organic, vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free products, along with things you may not expect, like the many beauty items such as natural soaps, shampoos, and makeup. 
And because Queens is a loyal family business, they can give you that loyal family business care. For instance, if you want something that you can't seem to find anywhere, Queens will find it, get it, and notify you as soon as possible. All just for you. So that's Queens Nutritional Products in Allentown at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, open Monday through Friday 9 to 8, Saturday 9 to 6, and Sunday 11 to 4. Hi, this is Gerard from Relic Hunter Firing Line. We'd love to see you in here. We want you to learn how to shoot your gun so you can carry it safely. We have a 12-lane indoor shooting range. We have training classes. We have the largest gun selection in the Lehigh Valley. And our goal is to make you safe so you can carry your gun every day and be safe in your home. We support the Second Amendment, and we also support Robert's show. We're located at 4671 Egypt Road, Copley, PA, 18037, just north on 145. We have training for the beginner or the experienced shooter with all types of classes and experienced trainers on hand that are NRA certified. If you're looking for any sort of hard-to-get firearm, we probably have it. We also have gunsmithing services. And anything else, Second Amendment or gun-related, you can think of. We consider ourselves a Second Amendment amusement park. We hope to see you at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Yeah, we're listening to the commercials here, and John, next to me, what'd you say, 30 or 32? 32. 32 year old. He goes, I know that guy. That's Gerard. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You go uh, over there? Yeah, yeah. You're I, a gun guy? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a gun guy. Look at you. <laughs> ah, that's nice. This is Don't Bring Up God. No calls today. We're in a no-call zone, all right? That's the way it goes sometimes. you got to live with it. Feel free to go to don'tbringupgod.com. You can hit the podcast there anytime you want at your leisure. And Don't Bring Up God, as we know by now, I hope you do. It's a show where we give our opinions on God, how God pertains or doesn't pertain to our life. When we get calls, I welcome everybody to call. Uh, The book says... I charge you to preach the word, to stay with this task, whether convenient or inconvenient. Correcting, reproving, appealing, constantly teaching, and never losing patience. How important is patience, Rob? Well, patience is a virtue. Um, In fact, our faith produces patience. And we have to wait on God. God does not work on our time schedule. How about you, John? Have you learned patience? You rumbunctious troublemaker. The the Lord is <laughs> Why do I call you troublemaker? That's every the second day. time. It's, it's, I don't see you as a sticks. troublemaker, but that yet the word comes out. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about that? Uh, I must be sensing pray for it. Me. <laughs> I must be sensing it because it takes one to know one. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> but what were you saying? Um, no, the the Lord is definitely working on me with patience. I have um, two young children at home, so. It's, it's a process of growth. And remember, it's a process because I read, I don't know if it was in Timothy or what, but uh, when you first turn on to God, basically, what, what is it called? You're an infant in Christ. Mm. You're fed milk instead of solid food. So it's little by little, right, Rob? Does that make sense? I know you've heard that before. Yes, I, I love that. It says when we are, are new Christians, we become new believers. It says we are babes in Christ. We are babies that desire the pure milk of the Word. So this patience is incredibly important in this I-want-it-yesterday society. We want to microwave everything in 40 seconds. Otherwise, forget it. It takes too long. And, and that's not, and that's, like you said, that's not how life and God works. God was patient with us turning to God, so we need to be patient with others. Does that make sense? You know, it does. And he, even as we are believers, he is still very, very patient with us. And you said it's according to God's time clock and not ours. Did you ever have to punch a time clock, by the way? Either? One time work, in my life. For work? One Isn't that time. a pain? Long line. <laughs> I used to work. Yeah, I used to work at uh, Bethlehem Steel Foundry, and we had uh, this one guy punch out for all of us at the end of the day. Uh, you know, like he was a designated <laughs> puncher, like a designated driver. I don't know if he got paid for that or what, but that wasn't proper. But yet we did it. Well, John's a production manager where he works now, so I'm I'm hoping John doesn't have anyone like that in his facility. No, no, we we frown upon swiping for others. <laughs> all right, swiping for others. Fire them. <laughs> the book says, therefore, never be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. 
So don't be ever uncomfortable and embarrassed to speak up. And if you are speaking up, and if you are uncomfortable, just speak up anyway. Now, uh, John, you're new at this God stuff. I'm sure you're incredibly uncomfortable sometimes talking to your old friends from the old crew about this God guy, especially this Jesus guy. Um, so what do you do? Just clam up and not say anything or what? No, it's actually um, kind of the platform that I've been able to speak has been predominantly at weddings. Um, somehow I'm still on the invite list. A lot of them asked me the question, uh, knowing that I was a big drinker, that is, so you, you stop drinking because, and to which I, I take them through the Bible and, and you know, the choice of, that I've made because of the consequences. And they either listen to it or they don't. They're, they're typically intrigued. Um, and if they tell you, I don't want to hear it, then you got to respect that. Not a problem. Can I believe him, Rob? I don't know. Uh, He's you, too young for my liking. No, you I don't know whether to trust him 100% or not. You could believe John because John periodically will say, I don't have any friends anymore. Oh, that's a good sign. Oh, that's it's a, a very real good, good sign, sign, pal. Yeah. So encourage, I, I like to encourage everybody, but yet all of us should encourage other people to talk about God. You know, and when you bring it up in society, you'd be surprised somebody you don't expect starts talking your ear off, and it's a good thing. So everybody encourages one another to get all that good God stuff that's hidden in your heart. you got to share the Word of God, like that last piece of pizza. You know, cut it in half and share it. I know you, John, you want to gobble the whole darn thing up. <laughs> share it already. Yeah. And that's what you do, and that's what you're doing more and more. And You're not scared. You're not afraid. You're, you don't feel weird about it. Um, you don't no, feel he's... hypocritical about it, like I'm sure some of your friends think you are? No, um... I mean, looking at myself, the refinement process, looking that, you know, the the choice to live in sin versus combating that sin, that spiritual warfare that we're all in, um, and just pointing to people that in Christ, you, as you become born again, you are saved and secure, that it's not just sunshine and rainbows, that you will endure, that you will suffer, you know, for the greater things of, of the glory of God. So, Rob, do you mentor John from time to time? Does he come to you and say, what's this in the book here? This is really confusing. Or does he ask you or do you do you offer? How's that dynamic work there? I, I think it's a great relationship because when we do get together, we talk about the Lord. We talk about Scripture. I know when John first became saved, he asked me a lot more questions than he does now. But it's so cool to just have dialogue with both he and my daughter, Jessica, and the things of the Lord. And it's what's so neat is she's bringing up her children the same way, uh, to telling them about Jesus and, and showing them the, the Bible. They have the Rhyme Bible, which is really oh, cool. Oh, they got a the lot of good love. resources yes, out there. Yes. So let's get to the nitty-gritty. John, give me one thing you like about your father-in-law and one thing you don't like about your father-in-law. Um. The things that I like, uh, he's he's definitely reliable in being there when you know we need a hand, whether physically a hand or or you know spiritually or emotionally. Um, I don't like that he has two dry towels, one for dishes, one for hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I thought, you, I thought it was going to get pretty deep there for a second. You guys, we'd walk out and you'd turn to me and say, <laughs> why are you asking us these questions so personal? That wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> no, no. Um, what's, with the, what's with the two towels? What's, what's, what's going on? What's he talking about? Well, when my wife <laughs> You're was... You're finicky, aren't you? When my wife was Is alive... Is a clean freak? She would always tell me... a clean freak compared to I me. I can tell. I was not. She would always <laughs> criticize me for not putting the towels back where the, the stove handle was. And now that she's gone, I put the towels back where they're supposed to be. So I'm with you, Rob. A 60-year-old guy's got to stick together Amen. against these young pups Amen. coming up. <laughs> but the whole idea here is to embrace the Word of God and don't be afraid to express yourself. Be brave. Speak with courage and confidence. And God will help us all along the way. He will more and more empower us to continue and move forward, uh, strengthen our spirit. We all have that spirit inside, which is crucial, along with giving us the full power of the Holy Spirit. The book says the spirit God has given us 
is no cowardly spirit, but rather one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. We're not on our own doing this. Right. Well, we have the Holy Spirit empowering us, but we as Christians, we're not manufacturers. We are distributors. And as a distributor, we can only distribute what we have in our hearts. Jesus himself said, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. So if we really have a heart for Jesus and we love Jesus and we love people, the natural outpouring is when we talk to people, we're sharing the love of Christ. And it's the love of Christ. We're not pushing anything down anyone's throat. And I, you're talking about love. Uh, I'm reflecting back in my life and so forth. There's a distinction between having love and showing love. You know, you have love for your kids, your wife. You, you need to show it. That's a big distinction there. Yes. You know, sometimes I get the feeling, you know, looking back, I mean, I don't want to get too personal. I'd rather throw stones at you guys and, and attack you guys. But I'm thinking my son, Tyler, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I reflect sometimes and I wonder, um, did he know that I love him? I mean, I, I, he, he knew it, but did I show him enough? And that bothers me a little bit. Well, love, Do you know what I'm saying as a father? You know, in the, in the Bible, um, we think of love as an emotion, but in the Bible, love is actually an action. And yeah, yes, you are correct. We are to show love, selfless love. I mean, actually, in the Bible, there's there's three types of love. I mean, we mm. use the word love. I love my son-in-law. I love uh, hot fudge Sunday. In the same, we use the same word. But in the Greek language, where our New Testament is written, there's three words for love. One is eros, which is the the sexual erotic love. Phileo is the friendly love, like Philadelphia, the friendship love, right. and then. You have the agape love. That is the selfless love that can only come from God. So as Christians, we are to share the agape love, loving people without expecting anything in return. So what I'm saying, you parents, I'm reminding you, you think you show love, but just show more, more and more. That's a good rule of thumb. Uh, So we are equipped as God helps us out through the Holy Spirit uh, to do his will and to express more and more the, the important message that we all need to know, to do good works, and to help others and ourselves. Unlike before, when we were equipped only to short-circuit and backfire and be like dogs chasing our own tails around in circles. You know, maybe when I was younger, I could chase my own tail around in circles. I, I'd get dizzy now, and I'd fall over. So I can't really do that now anymore. <laughs> so that's a good thing. But... But you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's two different lifestyles and perspectives. Yeah, the I mean, the lifestyle of just I don't know, thinking that you're you're showing enough or or loving, genuinely loving. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times, I think you know, apart from Christ, that the the love you're actually possessing is loving yourself and just self-directing. Whereas you know, in Christ, being able to show that love towards another person, including somebody that might. You know, you not necessarily want to love, but that's what we're called to do. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Rob, tell me one thing you like and dislike about your wonderful son-in-law, John. I like this game. (laughs) I like that he's born again Christian. I mean, I look at John as my son. I love John. And uh, he produces a lot of fruit. He doesn't just say he's a Christian. You know, he walks the walk. He's not perfect. Uh, what I don't like about John is he could beat me in a hundred meter dash. Now I'm sure there's barely, serious barely. things. I'm sure there's serious <laughs> things that you actually don't like. Evidently, we're not going to get to them. No, I don't think so. <laughs> he doesn't put the towels on the rack. All right, all right. I, I use the wrong towel. <laughs> you're playing this game, John. When you get home, you're going to be asking your wife now. Now, wifey poo, whatever her name is, tell me one thing you like about me and one thing you don't. <laughs> Relic Hunter Firing Line is a business so much bigger than their 12-lane range and the rifles and handguns that they sell. They help protect you and me by defending our First and Second Amendment rights by the many things they do and represent. I am proud to be associated with Gerard and Relic Hunter Firing Line, located in North Whitehall off of MacArthur Road, Route 145. Their staff is well-trained, eager to help and assist you in any way they can. They open up at 10, 7 days a week. Relic Hunter has a number of yearly memberships to choose from, a gigantic selection of firearms to rent and purchase, training and classes, and gift certificates. 
Check them out at relichunter.com and Facebook at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Or give them a call at 610-440-1911. And remember, Relic Hunter sells and buys new and used firearms, whether single piece or collections. All at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Hey, Queen's Nutritional Products, they have vitamins, all 25% off. That's all this week's sales. Vitalogic, 25% off. Gaia Herbs, Gaia Herbs, G-A-I-A. Still don't know how to pronounce that. Cal Solaray Enzymatica, all 25% off. Then you got the organic stuff, raw sunflowered seeds, $3.99 a pound. Pitted prunes, $6.95 a pound. Raw filberts, $9.99. Raw cashews, $8.95. Raw pumpkin seeds, $4.99. Sweet chocolate chips, semi-sweet chocolate chips, $4.99 a pound. Then you got specials, rolled oats, $1.50 for two pounds. Pitted prunes, $2.99 a pound. Raw almonds, five eighty a pound, and California pitted dates, two ninety nine a pound. Senior citizens, ten percent off, and they're on Pennsylvania Avenue, in Allentown on the borderline of Bethlehem and Allentown. Low prices, wide selection, friendly service, quality products, all at Queens Nutritional Products. And hey, this is don't bring up God. Uh, no calls today. We'll get back to normal next week. Remind you of don'tbringupgod.com. We got the podcast going on that anytime you're in the mood. Today I have with me two people, two gentlemen. We have Pastor Rob and his son-in-law, John. Uh, Rob, do you want to mention anything about your new church or anything like that? Uh, Calvary Chapel, Quakertown. Uh, it's a Bible-believing, teaching church. Uh, the pastor, Pastor David, uh, preaches verse by verse. So when you go to a Calvary chapel, you not only hear a good message, good uplifting message, you learn the Word of God. And it's the Word of God that changes us and sanctifies us. And how can they get in contact with you or the church or websites or Just, anything? Uh, CalvaryChapelQuakertown.org. All right. And then, John, you have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Um, yeah, so it's a podcast I started back in, I think, October, we said, uh, Lamb Among Wolves. Um, <clears throat> Which one are you? Just want to make sure. Ho- hopefully a lamb. Okay. <laughs> um, we, my wife and I had been talking about it. I, I'm a speech communications major. And um, I was just trying to come up with a way to get the Word of God out there, and as I wouldn't be teaching anymore um, on Wednesdays. So talking about some of the touchy subjects of society and looking at them from a biblical perspective. Very nice. And, and from a youthful perspective. Um, I, I think it's important. I think my, my generation um, certainly craves truth. And um, and what about your generation? What's going on? They're a mess. They're, I, I, th- I think just my perspective of, of my, my age bracket and, and even those that are younger— um, I think they think they are more intelligent than they lead to believe. Um, what you necessarily read on Facebook and other platforms isn't always the truth. You know, the Bible talks about being Bereans to search the scriptures to verify if these things are true. Um, it's the same as what's going on in the world. And, and as they go towards and migrate towards the things of the world, they're, they're getting away from the actual truth. Which I was is the told young people have nothing to believe in anymore. They're searching. They're searching, but they're searching for the worldly methods. Um, I, just from personal experience, I'm, I'm a big advocate of just through through some of trial and error that if you really want to know truth and, and have your eyes opened, it's, it's in Jesus Christ. All right. I'm good with that. So let's no longer back off and whimper away when times get difficult. No, we push that much more ahead. You know, you got to be committed and convicted and fearless as God draws us, Jesus leads us, the Holy Spirit prompts us, and the Holy Bible teaches us. I love that. I love that for God draws us, Jesus leads us, the Holy Spirit prompts us, and the Holy Bible teaches us. That sums it up pretty nicely. Wow. Those words are right out of the book. Those, that's... It's good to remember. Some good words, yes. So true. And the prompting, that, that's for real. I mean, you're prompted, like you, young buck, John, you're prompted in different directions now. Different things pop into your head that never would have popped in before. Wouldn't have even thought about talking about it. Um, 
you know, we live in the age of don't offend someone, but I say offend away and speak the truth boldly. And don't get distracted by the ways of the world. Don't get caught up in all that nonsense, which doesn't benefit you in any way. It only keeps you away from God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Uh, The book says, this is about following Jesus. It says, no soldier becomes entangled in the affairs of civilian Mm -hmm. life. He avoids this in order to please his commanding officer. We are the soldiers of Jesus Christ, and God is our commanding officer. And we're soldiers, and I don't mean like Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise! No, I don't mean him or Colonel Clink. More like Mel Gibson, if you ever saw that movie, We Were Soldiers. But I know, Rob, you're familiar with that verse. Uh, Don't get entangled in the affairs of civilian life. And it is so easy to do that. I mean, there's so much going on around us. There's so much to distract us from the Lord. You know, it's so interesting. We we live such distracted lives that sometimes God has to wake us up at 2 a.m., to get our attention. And I tell people when that happens, pray, get in the Word, because that's the only time God can get alone with you, because we live in such a crazy, fast-paced world. How often do you pray, John? 32-year-old guy, how often? How many kids you got, by the way? Two. All right. How often do you pray? Um, not as often as I should. I know my, my wife and I try to allocate uh, time every night of reading and prayer, and, and not just, you know, the, the half-hearted, you know, repetitive prayers, but, um, yeah, I, I certainly could, could pray more. So do you ever get tempted to go back to your old ways and say, you know what, I gave this God stuff a try, eh, I'm not feeling it, uh, you know, I'm going back the other way? No. Um, I mean, those thoughts do enter, <clears throat> or don't they? I mean, I don't think it's bad that they do. It's how you deal with it. It it isn't so much that that I want to go back to the old way. or It's more of just that that battle against maybe some sin that I maybe struggle with um, that was in my former life. But I see what what God has given me. And I I say that not as, again, not all sunshine and rainbows and and blessings, but just where he's put me and and the appreciation and love that I have for for my purpose that he's given me as opposed to, uh, I mean, at at 24 years old, I made over $100,000 a year and he stripped it away. And I was miserable, the most miserable I ever was. People talk about wealthy. I remember what Trump said. He he knows tons of, uh, not tons, but many billionaires. He said they're all miserable. I don't know. I don't travel in those circles, but I'll take his word for it, that money does not buy happiness. Money does not buy happiness. It only buys more sorrow, and uh, you just rack up more debt. So, John, you're a new man, basically. I would say yes, I'm, I'm a new man. And, Rob, you, as you know, in the Bible, it talks about becoming a new man, put your old ways aside and right. becoming this new person. Right. And we, we become it through, through Jesus Christ. I mean, by abiding, abiding in him, by allowing him, uh, you know, live in us and changing us. And that's the way we were meant to be. We were all born with a gi- gigantic hole in our heart that could only be filled with Jesus. Unfortunately, what happens, we spend most of our time trying to fill it with the things of the world. It's almost like drinking seawater. The more you drink, the more you want. Mm. So let's keep our priorities straight. God first, family second, then friends and strangers, and then us. Like We're somewhere in the back of the line mm. somewhere. Uh, the last one in line, like, like, sort of like um, at a roller coaster ride, a new roller coaster ride at Dorney Park. You're the last one in line, and it takes like two hours waiting for like a 40-second ride. I don't know why people do it. <laughs> and then some people try to sneak in line. It's like, what do you think you're doing? Get back there. I'll tell the attendant on you, and you, you'll be in big trouble, buster. But we put ourselves essentially in the back of the line. Well, we are generally selfish people. And big it's hard. Time, big time. <laughs> it's hard to become selfless. And when Jesus said, whoever wants to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus wasn't giving, trying to restrain us in any way or even chastise us. He was giving us a message of freedom because I'll show you the most selfish person and also show you the most bitter person. The most selfless people are the happiest people. So we learn to put the needs of others above our own selfish, self-serving desires. The book says, if you ignore the cries of the poor, so too will your own cries one day be ignored. So pretty much what goes around comes around. Right. There is the you know reaping and 
sewing. And you mentioned a key word a few sentences ago, I have learned. You know, Paul talks about that. He, he talks about, I have learned to abound, and I have learned to be abased. In other words, I've learned to, to live in plenty. I have learned to live in want. And as Christians, it's a learning experience. We are continually growing in Christ. We are continually learning. So as we talked about and agreed upon, we all need to be teachers of Jesus's message to some degree or another. Uh, another great instruction from the book, it says, he must be an apt teacher, patiently and gently correcting those who contradict him in the hope always that God will enable them to repent and know the truth. Thus, taken captive by God to do his will, they shall escape the devil's trap. So essentially, you got God on one side and Satan on the other. Where do you fall? Do you fall in the middle? Do you fall like two thirds on one side or the other? I mean, you got to be all the way over, right next to God. You got to be all the way over, like when you apply blush with a brush. You know how the women you put on the makeup? You got to start and you got to brush it all the way out, light strokes all the way to the ear, to the ear. That's the proper way to do makeup. Now, how do I know that? Uh, nobody knows for sure. <laughs> now, we have to also be careful of false teachers, which, and, and you're, um, you mentioned, what's your podcast again? Uh, Lamb Among Wolves. Wolves. And then the, 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 the opposite or a similar statement is wolves in sheep clothing. And mm-hmm. those wolves in sheep, in sheep clothing are false prophets. Yes. And, Jesus talked about false prophets. Every New Testament writer talked about false prophets. What happens in the church today, and the false prophets are in the church, some are running churches, it's all about the Word of God. And what they do is they play on the ignorance of the Word of God. So all of us as Christians need to be well-schooled, and we need to be learning the Word of God, and a person's church that they are attending should be teaching the Word of God. So there's people out there pretending to be with Jesus. Now, John, I'm sure some of your friends look at you cross-eyed and saying, he's pretending. Who's he kidding? Um, it, it was definitely a shock of, you know, really? Are you? I, I think to some degree there there was, you know, I don't know, hopefully not hope, but hope that they would see me come back. I know when uh, my wife and I got married, they actually bet in two years we'd be divorced. So <laughs> Nice friends. Good, 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 good for them. <laughs> they got a good bond there. You got a good uh, support knit. system there. <laughs> but the false teachers, uh, you have to recognize them and get away from them, essentially. The book says, men who oppose the truth with perverted minds, they falsify the faith. And, and they do it to get along, to improve their image, for power and money sometimes, especially years ago uh, when religious people, certain religions, they had you bow and kneel and kiss their ring and so forth, you know, and they still do some religions. I always thought that was crazy and out of line. And these are the same guys that maybe were unpopular all their life, never had a girlfriend, trying to wave a cab for 25 minutes, can't get one. And all of a sudden, you got people bowing at your feet. That's pretty darn dangerous. And we're not supposed to bow to anybody. Correct. Yeah, we're only to bow the knee to to Jesus Christ. And uh, I I was brought up in that type of uh, religious system, actually. And... uh, but it's all about the Word of God. As we know the Word of God, we can identify the counterfeits. And I was heard this story, which is kind of appropriate for what we're talking about. There are people out there who identify counterfeit bills. And there's counterfeits coming out all the time. And they don't study the counterfeit. They study the real thing in great detail. And as Christians, we need to study the real thing in great detail. you got to be on your toes. Hi, this is Gerard from Relic Hunter Firing Line. We'd love to see you in here. We want you to learn how to shoot your gun so you can carry it safely. We have a 12-lane indoor shooting range. We have training classes. We have the largest gun selection in the Lehigh Valley. And our goal is to make you safe so you can carry your gun every day and be safe in your home. We support the Second Amendment, and we also support Robert's show. 
We're located at 4671 Egypt Road, Copley, PA, 18037, just north on 145. We have training for the beginner or the experienced shooter with all types of classes and experienced trainers on hand that are NRA certified. If you're looking for any sort of hard-to-get firearm, we probably have it. We also have gunsmithing services and anything else Second Amendment or gun-related you can think of. We consider ourselves a Second Amendment amusement park. We hope to see you at Relic Hunter Firing Line. Where do you go for natural products for healthy living? The best place in the Lehigh Valley is Queen's Nutritional Products. Products that make our bodies run at their very best. For infants, kids and teenagers, young and older adults, and even for our pets. What we eat makes a world of difference on how we feel from day to day as we relax, reduce stress and fat, and promote longevity. We need more and more to replace foods containing artificial dyes, additives, and preservatives. For example, Queen's healthy herbal and organic foods, grains, dried fruits and nuts, which are roasted fresh on site. And certainly, don't forget about all the vitamin supplements, also available at great prices. Queen's Nutritional Products is located on Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the borderline of Allentown and Bethlehem. Drop by Queen's seven days a week or call 610-691-6644. This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert. I'm here with Rob and his son-in-law, John. Do I got the names right? I'm terrible at names. Good. And there's no um, calls today, uh, a no-call zone. Get over it. We'll do it next week. So when false teachers are recognized and exposed, we must get away from them as soon as possible. Uh, they have nothing worthwhile to say. They, they have poison to be spread to anybody gullible enough to believe it. Nah, I, I don't think so. We don't need those people. In fact, just as I say we don't need them, sometimes you have friends and maybe family members that say the, that say the same thing now. This might relate to you, John, with your past, present, future friends, they may say, well, they don't really need you anymore. And now that you've been born again and you sing a different tune, and maybe since you stopped putting them themselves on a pedestal and praising them to a certain degree, your ex-friends may be thinking, hey, what's going on here? You don't think I'm so great anymore? Uh, what's the matter? I used to use you to feed my ego two, three times a month, uh, but, but that's ending, and they wonder why. Well, because now you answer and bow down to God Almighty and never again to another human being. You know, uh, friends, so to speak, don't feel that love that they used to feel with you before, but that's only because everything's changed. You're not going to put any friend, any person on a pedestal and think they're so great and adore them like some people do, sports figures, whatever, and friends, uh, that it's a different situation and they don't like it, so they say goodbye to you. Is any of that ring a bell? Or? Um, there's definitely a couple of friends that come to mind that um, maybe their athletic talent or just they were the, the most popular in the group that, you know, to some degree you kind of idolize. Like, man, yes. like they, they got it together. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, as, as growing closer in Christ, you, you learn that it's, it's all just – Empty. It's 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 not really fulfilling. Well, you don't idolize them anymore, and they're used to those the, the, that starry eye in your look. That you're telling them they're so great because of their looks, uh, their abilities, uh, whatever, and they don't see that in your eye anymore because you got a, you got somebody else that you're putting on that pedestal, and that's Jesus. Amen. Yeah, that makes sense, Rob. It makes perfect sense. It makes they're no longer. Uh, number one in uh, your eyes, Christ is. Right, and people can't come to grips with that sometimes. Paul was like that. He had people turn on him and leave him. The book says, everyone abandon me. May it not be held against them, he said, he hoped. But the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength, so that through me the preaching task might be completed and all the nations might hear the gospel. I tell my kids all the time, God first, then family, and maybe one or two friends. Feel fortunate if you have a real one or two Oof. friends. But you've got to have the right priority. Yes. Well, the Bible does say, Jesus said that you know, we as Christians walk the narrow road, 
and there's there's few on it. So we will have few friends. But notice what you just read is that's the road the Lord is on. He will carry us through. He will he will cause us to endure and and to continue to move forward. And we have all we need inside us to do that. Amen. As long as, as long as you stick with the book. Amen. So how many friends? So no friends anymore? Zero? You're down to zero now, John? It's Is that fun, it? It's funny uh, in the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're, you're your father-in-law. Um, it's the funny. one who, who you dissed earlier. I just stated a matter of fact. All right. Uh, no, it's I, I tell my wife how how. I don't know. Just ironic it is that you know I used to have a thousand contacts in my phone, and now I can count my closest friends on one hand. And then you got backstabbing friends uh, that show up when you least expect it. That's always nice, huh? Uh, you know what? It's and I don't hold anything against them. It's in fact, I mean, they were walking the same road that I was on, and I, I pray that they too come to the Lord. So again, we all have that task and responsibility to talk about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to others, to read the Bible and continue to learn and grow. So bring it up in conversation. Don't be timid or afraid. And like I said before, you'll be surprised. Somebody will chime in and talk your ear off, somebody that you never expected. And that's a good thing. So let's talk that God stuff, especially to the younger generation like John here to my right. And continue to thank God for everything that is good in our lives, the gifts that we have. Like Paul says, to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And that would be God Almighty. Yeah. Um, I mean, just in re- in recent months, I, I bumped into a guy at the gym and I knew from playing football and didn't know when the, the Christ part of the conversation was going to stir up. And it happened right at the end. And he too had been born again and, and is, is somewhat infantile still in his walk. He's just recently, but um, it's all about just being bold and, and glorifying him. I mean, and sometimes people will look at you like you're nuts and they'll, they'll say by their, by their demeanor, why don't you just shut up about God and Jesus? I don't want to hear it. But other times, like we talk about, they'll surprise you and you'll light a fire under them. And if you didn't bring it up to begin with, you never would have had that great conversation and that encouragement that goes back and forth. Yes, and we always want to talk in, in love and in with patience. And what we want to see people, we want them to see that we have a peace and joy in our hearts that they don't have. I mean, Jesus told us, my peace I give you, not as the world do I give. So people should see a difference in us. They should see a joy that we have that they don't have. So they look at you. And they say to themselves, I want a piece of that. Yes. And I'm kind of miserable over here. I put on fake fronts all the time. I make on like I'm happy, but I'm not. Right. But this guy here, John, at 32 years old, he looks like he's the real deal. He's not putting on a fake front. And they want some of that, and they start asking you, what's going on here? What's changed in your life? And what do you tell them? And let me speak for John right now, because, you know, John, before his, his save days, he, he was. He was... Didn't seem like a happy, joyous guy, bitter. And now I just, even in his marriage, I see the way he he just looks at his wife, and I see they have a Christian marriage, not a perfect marriage, no. <laughs> but they, but the marriage is so different. There's there's just such a peace there. There's such a joy there, and that's all due to Jesus Christ. And when you were watching them, maybe go down a wrong path and so forth, I'm sure you were praying for them and hoping one day that they see the light. Because it's hard for a parent to just watch and not do anything. We knew that they were not saved. We knew that they were not walking with the Lord. But we never said anything. We talked amongst ourselves, but we never said anything. And I think uh, Jessica will attest to this, is Jessica and John saw something in in my marriage that they didn't have, that they wanted. So your behavior spoke volumes more so than maybe your words. Correct. Yes. Is this story correct, John? Is he making this all up? No, no, that's it's absolutely true. We, you know, with with Jess losing her mom, I mean, that's one thing she brought up is she really, um, in the midst of the chaos that our marriage was in, she she looked to her mom and dad and saw just the difference in nature of them being born again and just what their marriage contained, and ultimately she she wanted a part of that and. That's what prompted her to start going to church. And then 
ultimately us getting saved. Do the younger generation nowadays, generally speaking, do they respect parents enough to maybe imitate and copy or maybe attempt and try their ways instead of their own? Do they look at their parents as a bit of role models anymore? Or? Um, I think I think some, some do. I, unfortunately, I think the mistake is being made where people you know, my age and and younger want to be friends with their parents more than, you know, respect them and maybe learn from them. Um, I I know that I was definitely a a disrespectful kid, you know, towards my parents and and thinking I knew better and wanting to go my own way. So, no, I I think we definitely, I mean, to to honor our mother and father is, is, that's a big hurdle because... Did, Did you patch it up with your parents for the most part or... I think we have work to do. Why is your um, Why is your Why is your other guy Why is your um, <laughs> father in law smiling over there? No, I, I I think there's there's a lot of work to be done. Um, my my family is very uh, in the the traditions of the religious system, and they look at me like I'm somewhat of a cult. And why? Because you use the term "born again." Uh, born again, uh, yeah. The the thing, the truth in the Bible. Um, when you start speaking that truth that maybe they're not aware of because it's never been taught, um, it it's definitely causes friction. I think maybe uh, a good step in the right direction w- would be for you to get rid of some of those tattoos as a, as a sign of faith, as a good faith and, and changing. You can get rid of them now, you know. Isn't there there's something that zaps them away? It's, it's very costly. <laughs> well, your father-in-law is right there. Money bags. <laughs> It's well worth it. Clean that up. I, I've actually um, some of my. Why'd you get my... that? You got your. It's like a sleeve, right? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, your whole arm has a sleeve. Does yeah. it go up to your shoulder? It goes up or, to my shoulder and around your no, chest. No. no, no, just my. And shoulder. why did you want to get that? I'm just curious. Um, and hey, people can do whatever they I want. Mean, I'm just curious. Obviously, to look cool. Number one. Uh, number two. I mean, you know, some some symbolic meanings here and there, and um, the the one from this was, you know. D-Day kiss on World War II, and they're actually standing in a picture of Germany that was war-torn, and All right. even through through the, the fire and fury, beautiful moments emerged. That was my Well, it's days. not about your outside, it's what's inside. <laughs> what was that? No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's about what's on the inside. Why were you laughing? I missed that. I missed something. I think he's just giggling over here. All right, anyway. <laughs> but it's not about your outside, it's about your inside, your mind and your heart. Where mm-hmm. is it? Um, it's in Christ. It, it's it's an everyday process, and I mean, even reading the Bible, you know, through and through, reading the same books through and through, it's amazing how God will illuminate some of the words that yeah. you've read that book maybe three, four, five times, but you miss that nugget. And um, and you got to stay in the book because you will drift mm-hmm. away. Right, Rob? I mean, drifting away is very easy in our society. You know, we talk about daily bread. We need to be reading our Bibles daily, learning daily. And God will give us what we need for that particular day through the Word of God. Now, the daily bread, the bread of life, that's Jesus, right? Jesus is the bread of life, yes. And he's the light and the Word, the Word of God. It's all connected and entangled. He's our all in all. All right. I'm loving that. So... Any uh, last comments as we wrap it up? Anything you want to mention about your new church or your podcast? Well, I, I would just, again, it's an honor to be here. It's always an honor to talk about the Lord. And and we as Christians have to have a heart for those that are lost because being lost, they will be lost for eternity. So we want to reach people out there that don't know Jesus, and we want to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you, Rob, for coming. Thank you, John. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. Open up. Let me in.